Hello and welcome to the Form of Fitness podcast, a podcast where I, Nathan Shanes, and my co-host Duncan Bryson will be breaking down the world of fitness into bite-sized pieces of information, such as exercise philosophies, routines, and more. We're glad you're along for the journey. We hope you enjoy the show. What's going on, guys? Welcome back to the Form of Fitness podcast. I'm joined by Duncan again today, and we're going to be talking about incentives today. So just, you know, things that kind of get you in the mode and, you know, in the mindset of what you need to do and how to kind of weave yourself towards your goals easier than you would just like by trying to brute force it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. So when you look at incentives, right, there's basically two schools of thought with incentives. You kind of have the economic uh, economics idea of an, what an incentive is, and that's usually tied to value, right? Mm-hmm. We do things for value, yeah. for a wage, for, I don't know, like... X result. X, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and usually it's quantifiable in money. And then there's the psychological, um, almost like therapy type of incentive, which is tied to we do things for credit, yeah. you know, and it's social credit. Yeah. So I go to the gym right and i'm in a community and so the reason why i'm going to that gym is not Mm -hmm. because i'm trying to like skimp on some health bills right (laughs) the the psychologist would say that i'm going to the gym because other people there are seeing me at the gym and i'm trying to get into this in group and these people are almost expecting me to like show up and get progress done as well as like in our current society it's socially acceptable to go to the gym and Mm -hmm. it's socially like there's uh and this is becoming like somewhat of a bad thing is like social inacceptability to people that don't go to the gym or don't exercise or anything like that. And it's really, I I know it's like, I'm saying that from like the knowledge of being an in-group member of like gym goers, but you know, looking outward and saying like, you know, that that's just kind of like, like, why don't you go to the gym? (laughs) You know what I'm saying? It's just, uh, it's something where people aren't like willing to accept people. Like that just don't go to the, it's like, they just don't understand like, why would you not go to the gym? (laughs) You know what I'm saying? So, so the social incentive there of being kind of accepted into the in group, which is, you know, again, we do a lot of things for social motives and with social incentives, both like feeling like we're accepted into the inner, inner group, the inner tribe of, you know, any form of organization at all. I mean, that's across the board. That's across everything we do. Like, um, when we're, you know, in a classroom with, you know, a small amount of people, we want to feel like we are a part and a contributor in this class. When we're part of an organization or a club, we want to feel the same way. We want to feel like we contribute, and, you know, and our our words are kind of accepted and taken, you know, at their value or at least yeah. at the value we perceive them as by ourselves. Yeah. So and like not all incentives are only like economic or only psychological, you know, mm-hmm. like um, kind of with COVID and the pandemic, we had vaccines and for a yeah. while you couldn't get into certain places without a vaccine like card yeah, um, and proof of vaccination. It's like Trudeau was like, well, I didn't force anyone. I just incentivized people. Well, right. <laughs> um, sometimes like if you say you can't, you know, enter a grocery store, well, that's, more than a bit of a like psychological incentive, you're yeah. you're forcing people Necessity, out of places, you know. But um, toes the line with forcing, yeah, and you know incentive and what those words mean. Yeah. But like when it comes to incentives, like one thing we do also have the opportunity to do is, as you know, creatures with foresight, as we mm-hmm. can say, 
like future opportunity is an incentive. Yep. It's a big incentive, whether it be monetary, social, and one big one is that how that social splits up into relationships, mm-hmm. how it, uh, you know, when you're talking about romantic love or, you know, even in the case of some people that feel very lonely, the opportunity to feel like they're part of a group that has a larger, ex- you know, like where they'll be accepted if they join this group and then they'll gain a lot of friends or a mm-hmm. lot of people that they can, you know, hang out, comrades, et cetera, that are, you know, willing to accept them and they have something about them that makes them kind of like automatically accepted into a group. Yeah. And sometimes also like certain incentives aren't apparent to us mm-hmm. or even like we act as if they don't exist. So yeah. one of the best examples of this is like, I don't know if you ever had like a preschool thing mm-hmm. that like a daycare. Yeah. The, the, um, the stickers. Yeah. The sticker charts. Yeah. <laughs> well, even without, even before the sticker charts, right? Like yeah. your parents had to show up at a certain time to pick you up. Yeah. And like my daycare, you know, initially they were like, show up at four o'clock to pick up your child at the latest. No exceptions. Right. And so my parents always picked me up at or before four o'clock. Right. But then they come out with this rule and it's like, well, if you're late every 10 minutes you're late you owe us five dollars right and to the preschool that seemed like a very like acceptable um you know repayment yeah for for compensation for work but the moment that happened my parents started showing up late (laughs) um and the reason for this is because all of a sudden we went from kind of having this psychological like don't let me down you have to come pick up your child by this time to this almost like capitalistic, like really after four o'clock daycare goes from being X dollars an hour to $5, five dollars per, 10, per minutes. 10 minutes. Right. And so then, then it, there's know. an absolute value equated yeah. to it. And it's like, is that value worth it? You genuinely consider it's like, you would never consider like, is letting my mom down worth it? Yeah. Like, but $30. Oh, like I've got to finish this thing up real quick. Oh, yeah. 20 minutes late. No, no big deal. $10. You know what? Yeah. That's, that's what it equates to. So. so. Yeah. Um, and it's like some uh, countries even do this like with speeding tickets. Mm-hmm. They'll, they'll say, you know, you, we pulled you over, you were speeding. Um, I think this is in like Switzerland or Sweden or something yeah. like that. Like they will say, we'll either write you a ticket for $200 for speeding or you can sit here and wait for 30 minutes. Right. <laughs> <laughs> like, the thing is, is one of those things costs real money. One of those things costs time. But then also there's the shame of sitting there with a cop for 30 minutes yeah, while yeah. all these other cars go down the highway, right? And if you wait that 30 minutes because you don't have the cash to fork out, like, I doubt you're getting caught speeding again. No, no. You'll get really good at not getting caught. <laughs> or you'll just stop speeding. Like, I, I will consider the actual hopeful hopeful result from this situation. Yeah, we're going to go towards rehabilitation, not getting good at cheating. Right, yeah, yeah. That's the, that's the hope here. But, um, yeah, and, and I mean, in the case of incentives, that's, that's one thing. Like, social incentives have, you know, in many ways, I think, like, when it comes to us as humans, almost in some way predate economic incentives just because like we kind of understood like, like especially in the case of the parental relationship, like that obviously predates monetary systems. So we're talking like, that's something that's ingrained into us. Whereas in the case of, and you can see this with, you know, a lot of different people, a lot of people 
are not good with money. Yep. And so economic incentives either need to be explained to them directly based on something that is corollary in a social incentive way. And so like the economic incentives do work, especially with very economic minded people. But, um, you know, the social incentives are really important. And so I think one thing we need to take a second and think is like, what are we doing for this, for our fitness? Like, yeah. like, and including like diet, like what are we doing incentive wise, not only for ourselves, but things that we are doing within that's happening around us that is incentivizing us to either go to the gym or stay on the right track with these habits or stay consistent at the gym or stay consistent with our diet. Um, one big thing I'd say that's very, very front face as far as incentives go, and especially this one's economic, is sales mm-hmm. when it comes to, you know, in the case of your diet, like that could be, you know, the healthy food option that you want is on sale, mm-hmm. you know, or big one. Gym sales, yep. gym sale, a lot of gyms, like in the case of, I know, uh, Planet Fitness, Planet Fitness does the $1 summer yeah. gym membership for high, is it just for high schoolers? I think it extends to college uh, students yeah, as well. I could be wrong, but I mean, that's a very big incentive to at least get you on the membership plan. Yep. Um, in the case of like Crunch Fitness, I know all the Charlotte students are have been bombarded by Crunch <laughs> for the past four months, yep. but they are opening a gym over next to the Harris Teeter on University City Boulevard. And that, the pre-sale value, they it's you lock in your price for one year at $9.99, which is well cheaper than their normal membership cost. But there's also, I think, some way you can get a $5 a month membership lock-in too. But you've got to go through some hoops to get that or um, something. But there's like a tier list of incentives for yeah. this. And they're tr- and the gym's not even open yet. Yeah. Like they're already doing this at a time, you know. Yeah, but like when we're talking about these low price points, you know, the first off, like you're incentivized to sign up, mm-hmm. right? But five or ten bucks for a gym membership, where's the incentive for you to actually use that, yeah. right? Like that's what their model is based off of is like Planet Fitness wants only like 10% of their people like subscribers to actually show up on a day-to-day basis. Their biggest model is actually you signing up for the subscription, forgetting about it and then never actually using it. But also like feeling bad enough to stay subscribed to it because you go there, you get a kick out of it. Like every, like every time you see that membership fee roll into your bank account, you're like, I got to get back to the gym. You go to the gym for a couple of days and then like, you know, you're good. um, So like Peloton was a great example of this where at first the Peloton bike was actually a lot cheaper than what it is now. I think now it's about a thousand dollars or something like that. And it used to be, I think at least half that price, right? you know, and sales were doing bad because people saw the price and they saw that it was low and they assumed that because it was a low price, it was bad quality yeah right and then they did nothing to the product they doubled the price and all of a sudden people started buying peloton because and and i don't at that point that was also when they shot up their marketing sales and everyone sees peloton like i don't know how many times i've seen the commercial where it's um the person in their living room you know on the peloton Mm -hmm. you know biking really hard and they're watching the screen and it's like come on peloton and they're doing the peloton specific okay. classes you know they're buying the online course that attaches yeah. to the digital screen you know yeah. and blah 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 buy and in, like, buy and buy and you know i hear people say peloton 
instead of stationary bike. Really? Yes. Oh no, I didn't know this. <laughs> like, like it's not often, but every now and then, it's, like, not, it's getting that way. Yeah, yeah. Which I say assault bike, which yeah. which is a bit more generic, right? But yeah. that's because my CrossFit background with the rogue. Yeah, and it's um, a little bit of a different type of stationary bike yeah, too. Yeah, in that you, case, the, the, the handles move. It, yeah. The handles move, and it's got the big fan. Yeah, it's not the same, but um, and I mean the Peloton. Like I, I won't lie, like it looks like a very nice piece of equipment. Yeah. I've seen some before, and they're you know, yeah. like I wouldn't say that the price point is irregular, but the fact that like it, another thing that shows you about like is everyone wants to kind of buy into something mm. and feel like they own something yeah. expensive. Yeah, you know. Which I mean, off track, but the Louis Gucci, yeah. all this stuff, well, even you know, Nike is buying into the. Yeah. You know, you want to buy into the name brand stuff, yeah. which is why you know a lot of people really aren't likely to sign. Like, there's some gyms that have kind of like clout around them. Mm-hmm. You know, your Gold's Gym, yep. uh, LA Fitness, big time. Yep. I feel like um, uh, at, at least over here, like they're they're yeah. pretty in common. Yeah over here so like they kind of have a little bit of clout to them like crossfit Uh, has a mystique about it yeah it does like people there are people that i talk to and i'm like why don't you come do crossfit and they're like well i'm not ready for that yet yeah and it's the most bullshit thing i've ever heard but like that's kind of the the idea that a lot of people have um if we want to talk about incentive we can talk about what crossfit gyms do (laughs) (laughs) yeah first class is free (laughs) like first class is free but then we charge a hundred dollar membership right and why do we charge a hundred dollar membership it's not for the gym it's for the class yeah right it's for the coaching yeah and that's kind of where you go okay well it's a hundred bucks so there's some quality there right but then i get a coach and coaches are cool yeah and and i i get the programming yeah. So really it's worth the money. And then also because I'm paying a hundred bucks a month, I'm showing up every day. Yep. And not only is the money bringing me back, but also there's the people. Yeah. Cause like my coach knows my name. Yeah. My coach has competed with me. Yeah. Like everyone there knows my name, which I'm also one of the tallest people in the gym. <laughs> yeah. So. Right. But like yeah. everyone knows when there's a new person. You know? Yeah. At the end of every workout, everyone like bumps each other's fists. Like, yeah, there's communal aspects on top of economic aspects yeah. that make people want to come back to your CrossFit gym. Yeah. And I mean, this case is also, you know, common in like the normal gym setting, but it's, mm-hmm. it's a little bit different. It's yeah. not the class style. It's like you run into the same guy at the gym. You have, you've asked him like, Hey, like how long, how many more sets you got uh-huh. on that? And then you just kind of like build the gym friend friendship, which there's it's plenty like, can of, I work in. Yeah. Plenty of, there's plenty of TikToks on and you know, you've seen this guy twice. You you don't even know his name. You don't know anything about him. It's like, hey, like yeah. like you nod your head at him. Yeah. You don't know his yeah. name, but you know how much he bench presses. Yes, exactly. <laughs> and stuff like that. Um and so yeah, but it's like these incentives are gonna get us you you should also come up with your own incentives. I mean, obviously, like I know I've heard this a lot in like the um, you know, kind of like the self help spaces, give yourself incentive incentives for any form of work you do. Um, This is really common, especially like when we're talking about like, uh, I know as college students, like plenty of people are like, how do I sit down and study for four hours after I've done all my classes and I've been busy all day? Like, I just don't have the energy to do it. It's like, well, you know, there's something like the Pomodoro Pomodoro method or Pomodoro method, sorry, Um, where it's, you know, 15 minutes on, five minutes off, Mm -hmm. you know, 15 minutes, study, work, do it hard. Go take a five minute break, do something, you know, grab a snack, go get some fresh air or something, and then come back to it. And a lot of times that like 
I've used this method personally. It's really helpful, but for some people, you know, that's an incentive mm-hmm. because it's like, I really only got to work for 15 minutes. Yep. And then I've got, I mean, like, you know, I get now a five get minute, a then I get a break, you know, I get a little treat, you know what I'm saying? Yep. Um, and then also like when we're doing, you know, we are in college, most of us will probably be doing some amount of research. Mm-hmm. Um, it's very important to figure out what the incentives are behind research. It's like a very basic example is if I'm watching a, you know, drink review on YouTube yeah. and they're kind of ranking like the top 10 uh, sports hydration drinks right and they're sponsored by prime and prime's number one on their list like you know incentive incentive (laughs) it's incentive um like there's there's studies out there and you can look them up like if you have option a and option b right and they're pretty competitive between each other but without incentive like 75 percent of the time everyone's choosing option a but then all of a sudden you know you take a different group of people and you say, okay, so option B, option B, they're option A and option B. They're both pretty competitive. They're the same options as before, but if you recommend option B, you get $5. All of a sudden, everyone's choosing option B. Option B is now 100% the top. (laughs) It's uncontested, you know? So, I mean, yeah, and that's an incentive to do that. And again, coming back to just, I'm saying incentive a million times, but it's how do you get yourself to do what you want to do, what you know you need to do when you don't feel like doing it, but you should do it. Like, how do you give yourself the leg up? You know what I'm saying? And so it can also help you understand, you know, how the world works and how other people, you know, experience things. It's like most doctors are not trying to give you the wrong advice. They're not trying to give you the wrong prescription. They're not trying to give you the wrong drugs. They're not trying to give you the wrong way to, you know, work harder, live better. Yeah. But their money is connected to you coming back. Yeah. Right? Their money is connected to you not going around the natural route of going to the gym every day and eventually not needing them. Yeah. Okay? And that doesn't mean that they're intentionally trying to screw you over. No, I mean... But they do want you to come back. Yeah. And they have to balance that out for themselves. But for a lot of people, that's hard to do. So just understanding these things, you know, can help a lot. And I feel like there is this rhetoric that, oh, doctors are evil, you know. Yeah. Our healthcare system is rigged. It's a sick care system. And they're kind of right. Yeah. But you have to understand that these people aren't evil. Yeah. Well, I mean, everything's a little bit like this. And it's like, you know, Again, this is another thing we've talked about. It's kind of like sifting through the information, mm-hmm. figuring out and making a good good judgment on it. And in this case, when we're talking about this, you have to learn a lot about yourself to give yourself good you know, incentives to do what you need to do. So in some cases, incentives can be positive incentive incentives or negative incentives. And this is, you know, positive reinforcement, negative reinforcement. Whereas if I do this thing, I get X versus the failure to do thing, I don't get X, right? Mm-hmm. And so these are, you know, they they work a lot. So, you know, it's like if I don't go to the gym, you know, Tuesday and Thursday, yep. I'm not going to go out on Saturday. Yeah. And so, you know, it's that's that would be considered positive reinforcement. It's got a negative reinforcement aspect, but you're not losing something yeah. if you don't go to the gym. You're just not getting the benefit 
or the perceived benefit of going out on Saturday as also as well as the benefits of going to the gym. Mm -hmm. Um, And I mean, one thing is to not get dependent on the incentives. This is another thing is not get dependent on the incentives to do what you need to do. That, that comes back to the motivation and discipline argument. You like, you need to be disciplined enough to do it when there's no apparent incentive or no apparent benefit. And the incentive is just kind of, like it's just kind of like like I know I need to do it like that's the incentive and that's it's not incentive (laughs) well and like this is why there's certain practices out there like NoFap that you know have picked up such a big like uh, momentum in society and it's because like when you do certain things you are taking away the incentive to do other things right when you are you know masturbating you are removing the incentive to get a sexual partner yeah you know because one of the incentives of having a sexual partner is, you know, sexual, sexual release. release. Yeah. And so if you're getting that on your own, like, there's just no incentive to do that. And everyone knows that getting into a relationship, maintaining a relationship, and getting to the point where both parties are okay with sex is hard. Yeah. It's not easy. Mm-hmm. You know, there, there are people who go to the gym every day to try and do this. There are people who care about their fitness. Like, they are OCD about their fitness just so that one day they might be attractive to somebody. Yeah. Right? Like, these things are major drivers. Yeah. And understanding, you know, what there is that is de-incentivizing you to be productive or de-incentivizing you to uh, hit yeah. maybe even your goal is very important. Yeah. It's, a, it's absolutely crucial is what it is. It's 100% just taking in the world around you, analyzing it, and then committing to making you know the life that you live in the life that you want to live in you know mm-hmm. it's saying all right i don't really like x thing that's going on in my life but i know from my personal experience that i am not disciplined enough to force myself to do this consistently enough to break this bad habit yeah. what incentive can i insert to make this easier you know it's like you know, in the case of like, I don't know, in, in a car, it's like, what can I do to go faster? Right. Yeah. It's like, cause if I don't, like, I'm just not going to make it kind of thing. Like in a race, it's like, what do I do to make myself better? So I actually win yep. or so I actually get there. And, you know, that might be practice. Uh, you know, there's some form of thing that's going to get you in the motion to do it. And in the case of like, maybe the race, it's, I need to work on my mindset, right? Yeah. I need to work on, you know, being in the mental state to do it because I can do it. I, I, I physically can do it, mm-hmm. but it's just that I'm not making myself do it. And it's very hard for me to make myself do it. And mindset is 100%. Like incentive is a 100% mind game. Like it really isn't like yeah. a physical game. It's a very, very, very mental game. Yeah. And so, I mean. And like this is why I compete, right? It's because without competing, I have less incentive to actually go to the gym. And when I compete, like, it's not that I hate losing. It's that I hate going someplace and competing and not giving it all that I could have. Yeah. Right? Like, there's evidence, there's photographic evidence of me just passed out (laughs) on the (laughs) ground, like, right after the buzzer, like, finishes the workout. Yeah. Like, it's not fun in the moment. But I love it because it's like 
this constant, you know, market increase in my fitness level. Yeah. It's me competing against other people and me showing that I worked hard for this. You yeah. Know? I knew this competition was coming four months ago. And within that time, I put effort into X, Y, and Z. I managed to pick up this skill, that skill, and the other skill. Mm -hmm. And I managed to work better to improve on XYZ skills as well. Yeah. And I mean, that's one big incentive, especially for me too, is I want to, I want to end life with no regrets. Yeah. I want to live life day to day with no regrets for yesterday. Mm -hmm. You know, do I have regrets? Of course. I obviously do. You can't get rid of all of them, yeah. but it's like, I'm sure as hell going to have as few as I can physically get. Yeah. And that, that's a big, big driver, big motivator to get what I need to do done. Yeah, like, and I mean, it's just absolutely a driving necessity for me. And especially as when we're talking about these incentives that I've been down the road of needing some base incentive. Like if, mm -hmm. and I mean, this is not a good way to incentivize going to the gym, but it's like, if I say, all right, I want to go to McDonald's, <laughs> <laughs> but like, if you don't go to the gym, you can't go to McDonald's. Yeah. Like that's a, not a good incentive, but it's like, it's it's better than like just going to McDonald's without going to the gym. <laughs> yeah. So it's kind of like 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 mixing in some you know some good food with some bad food kind of thing. Yeah. But like you know because a lot of times you're going to need to get used to that good food before you yeah. can get that bad food completely out type, yeah. type of situation. So at some point you're going to be like, wow, like I like the gym enough. I don't need the McDonald's afterward yeah. to inspire me to go to the gym. Like, and it's like um, when I'm going to the gym right like the gym is such a toll on my body mm -hmm. that it incentivizes me not to do other things like i don't yeah. drink when i go to the gym you know right. like i don't drink the night at before i don't really drink the night after that often like mm -hmm. i usually like i go to the gym monday through saturday yeah i don't drink unless it's saturday night at all pretty yeah. much and then like even then i drink a little because i really hate going to bed drunk waking up hungover and then also being sore and then having to yeah. hope that i am recovered enough by monday morning to hit the gym again yeah you it's know? just not you don't want to play around with that but yeah. it's you know again building good habits while breaking bad habits you in a lot of ways you have to replace your bad habits with good habits mm -hmm. this is something that i've noticed personally and have also heard from other people just kind of say like I can't really just break like a bad habit without like implanting something else I need to focus on. Yeah. And I mean, we talked about this last week when we were talking about consistency. It's mm -hmm. like there's no point in getting rid of something bad and then trying to live in the vacancy of that, you know, thing yeah. or the absence of that thing because then you're just doing nothing. And like if it's a negative, negative thing, it, you know, you know, it's better, but it's like, you know, the thing is, is like, and, and you can take this from the way that people quit smoking, mm -hmm. right? They, you know, they've got to have something, yeah. you know, they've got to have something. Cause I mean, fruit. <laughs> you know, like, I mean, they, they might start doing like nicotine gum for a little bit yeah. and then they switch over to normal gum in that case, just because they get used to chewing something. And then they basically kind of like mix their brain up into, it's like, oh yeah, like, I, I'm going to be honest, like chewing gum is not great for you, but it's better than smoking cigarettes, yeah. you know, like, so it's like they're taking the steps down, but they're replacing it with something mm -hmm. that fills that void. Cause the thing is, is like, it's like, oh, like I normally take a smoke break. Can't well, it's like, that. oh, 
pop this gum. All right, I've got the, you know, the cravings gone, so now I can just get back to work, yeah. you know. So, and I mean, that's important when we're talking about habit, you know, habits, good habits, bad habits, and all of this kind of stuff is really, really tied in together, and it all wraps back around to the mindset around the gym and how we treat our physical health, both diet, dietary, um, as well as physical exercise. And I mean, we, we've said it time and time again, how important the mental game is. It's yeah. probably 80%. It's almost 80% of the battle isn't yeah. it? really, because I mean, it's the, it's the hard part. It really is yeah. because like, I mean, me personally, like there's a certain amount of weight I can push, yeah. you know, I go to the gym and I work out hard, you know, <laughs> yeah. that's it. But the, the mental game on both sides of that is all right. I've now absolutely destroyed my body. I'm exhausted, mm -hmm. but I've got other work to do. I've got homework. I've got homework. I've got, you know, I should probably cook some food. Yeah. You know, it's like, uh, I'm not, I, I need to not hit McDonald's yeah. on the way home. Yeah. Like there's a girl that like expects me to talk to her. Yeah. Like I've got friends that yeah. I got to keep my relationships up with. I've got class to show up to. And there's a person I want to become that does skills outside of this. You know, I've <laughs> yeah. got a club meeting or something after this. Yeah. Like I've got an event I want to go to. I've got to record a stupid podcast. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so it's like, I mean, you know, you need to put things in order. Yeah. And you need to just be willing to play that mental game and be like, you need to live as the person you want to become mentally, you know, so that way you do actually end up being that person anyway, yeah. you know, as a byproduct of just doing, you need to live life as that person would, the person you want to become would. Yeah. And these last couple of episodes have gone more and more into the mental game, but like, yeah. that's kind of important. Yeah. And we discount that sometimes because yeah. the mental game is not apparent right it, your brain is not this muscle that you get a flex in front of a mirror you know but it's what gets you the muscles yeah. that you can be proud of when you flex in yeah. front of a mirror and i mean in the case of fitness a lot of times we see this especially with beginners if we look it's how do i work out it's like just get in the chair there and yeah. try like i mean if we're being honest you can go in 90% of gyms and figure it out. Yeah. And I'm completely honest and like, you won't fuck something up. A lot of There's enough of machines. It's got diagrams. It shows like through the motion. I mean, you can get it figured out and you can yeah. get sore. You I can mean, find if, a gym, bro. Yeah. You can ask someone there. And I mean, like the mental game of getting there is very important. And the mental game of keeping going while you're yeah. there. And then the mental game of doing the things outside of that that you need to do once you get home. Because I mean... And everybody knows this story because 90% of people have been through it. It's just hit a really hard leg day. I'm exhausted. I, I cannot stand standing up. <laughs> yeah. Sitting even hurts sometimes. I'm going to go lay down. Falls asleep at 7 o'clock, doesn't eat dinner, wakes up yeah. early in the morning. Legs are so sore. You know, sitting, let's not even talk about sitting, trying to sit down on the toilet yeah. after, after that. And it's just like... That's mental game. Yep. You are exhausted, but like you've got to, you've got to get some other stuff done, right? Yeah. Uh, like that know. soreness is something that only newbies and like people who took a long break experience, right? Yeah. Like there are no athletes who experience that level of soreness. The, that debilitating. No, like, like there are no people who regularly work out that experience that level of just debilitating soreness. Yeah. And it's a hump that you have to get over, right? Yeah. And you have to make sure that the incentives are there for you to break through that wall. Because yeah. once you break through that wall, like it's a lot easier to work out. You know, I work out like five 
times a week at least, sometimes up to like nine times a week. And everyone goes, how do you do it? And I'm like, well, I don't get that sore, yeah. right? I don't get that sore. I get plenty of sleep and I eat okay. Uh, I'm in, I'm at university right now. I'm not going to get into our food. <laughs> yeah. But, like as soon as I get off the university kitchen, like I'm a cook. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to make some good meals, you yeah. know? Um, and I mean, speaking about that, I mean, I get sore when I go to the gym now. Yeah. I've been kind of like knocked off my horse and I'm, you know, I'm going to be blatantly honest about this. You know, I've probably been to the gym twice, three times a week yeah. for the past couple of weeks. And I mean like, yeah, the, the, like that's a good bit, sort of. Yeah. I mean, it's better than zero, but yeah. it's, it's one of those things. It's like, that's not where I want to be at. So like when I go, I like, but if I get myself to the gym, right. And it's not, it, Somewhat, it has to do with laziness, but it also has to do with the semesters wrapping up yeah. and stuff like that. And there's a lot of stuff that's got to get put in order. Big man's but, running the studio. Hey, man, you know, <laughs> stuff's got to be done. So, yep. um, but when I get in there, I work out really, really hard. Mm -hmm. And so I'm really, really sore. Like my legs are really sore right now because I hit like day on Tuesday. And so, um, uh, and it just is what it is. Like I deal with that soreness. I've dealt with that soreness before. So I just kind of, I, I kind of know how to deal with it too, because I've been through that. So mm -hmm. I'm not like debilitated, kind of like a newbie would, Yeah. but I'm still sore like a newbie would be, <laughs> Yeah. you know, on top of that, because I didn't stretch. So yeah. <laughs> really, again, don't forget to stretch. It's really important. Um, not just because you don't want to hurt yourself, but because like being sore sucks. <laughs> yeah. So, <laughs> and like, if there's a, Another thing about like that pain, that soreness, like part of, you know, hesitancy to go to the gym and work out is like, I don't want to hurt like that again, but there's a couple things that you can do that actually <laughs> reduce that feeling of, I don't want to go through that again. And that's like, um, our perception of how bad or how painful something was is based off of the longevity and the like severity of the pain. Right. And then also how long it was since that happened. Right. And actually, I think this study was done with like colonoscopy patients because they were trying yeah. to figure out how to get guys to like show up for colonoscopies because <laughs> no guy wants to do that. No, no, <laughs> like, no, of course not. But no. basically, the idea was, was if you could reduce the amount of like strain, pain that you experienced towards the end, right, and you elongated a bit, then that actually helps you go back the next time and be like, okay, that wasn't that bad last time. I just got to get you know? it done. Just and it also increase time between sessions. But like when you're working out, that's not really a viable option. Right. But you know, that's kind of why a lot of people, like if you look at their programs for the day, the first thing is always a compound movement. Yeah. And those usually suck the most. Oh yeah. Um, if you've uh, dude, doing a compound yeah. movement at the end of your actual workout is, oh, oh my God, it's not fun. Especially yeah. if you're actually trying, it's actually hard. <laughs> yeah. No, it's not fun. Especially and, like high volume at yeah. decent weight. Oh yeah. God. And then if you go towards the end, it's usually this more accessory work, you know, yeah. these like flies, which for me, I hate a fly. I'm, yeah. I'm too tall for that. But like, I love flies. Realistically, they're not as bad. They're not as much of a strain on the body as like a heavy squat or a oh, heavy yeah. bench press, you know, and um, just understanding these things can also help you not only like get it incentivized to go to the gym, but also just understand like this foreboding sense of dread that you might have yeah. with going to the gym. You know, it's not necessarily because the gym sucks. It's just because I've not 
necessarily tricked my brain into perceiving this in the correct way. Yeah. And I mean, all these things are kind of wrapped up in the same thing. And so, I mean, if there's anything we can leave you guys off with for today, it's that take a second and be brutally honest with yourself. Mm -hmm. And it starts with the habits and say, what habits do I have that are bad? What habits do I have that are good? And say, which of these bad habits do I want to break? And what are some good habits I want to replace them with? And what would make me get there easier? Yep. And those are the incentives. And that's the point of this is to say, what incentives are going to get me there? And, and maybe these incentives could be one of your other bad habits that you know is not good for you, but it's something that's not as bad as the other thing you want yep. to break. And so you're like, it's worth having this incentive that isn't a good thing that I do to build this this good habit that's going to help me break it later. Mm -hmm. That's important. And it's good to take that away and be introspective and be realistic and be accepting to yourself to be able to do that. Yep. So you have anything else you want to no. say about that? Well, then with that being said, I hope you guys uh, have a great rest of your week and get out there and get fit. We'll see you guys next time. See ya.